Welcome to the Spirit of Leadership podcast. Listen in as we talk with emerging as well as seasoned leaders, changemakers, and visionaries, and hear their stories, how they have overcome challenges, how they cultivate inspired vision as stewards and mentors, shining their light to uplift and empower others reconnecting us through a sense of belonging to the natural world and to the interweaving circles of just and vital communities. Welcome, Bridget. I am so thrilled to have you on this launch episode for my new podcast, Spirit of Leadership. Well, it's an honor, Megan, after um, knowing you for so many years and sharing so much in terms of our values and how we live our lives. It's really, I'm deeply honored that you would include me in your launch. And I wish you all the best with the podcast. It sounds fantastic. Thank you. Well, you came to mind immediately when I decided to do this subject because I have great respect for your leadership. And I am going to introduce you now to our listeners. This is Bridget Fleming, who represents the South Fork on the east end of Long Island as a Suffolk County legislator. This is where my husband and I make our home as well in Sag Harbor, which is on the South Fork, which is just such a beautiful, beautiful place to live. So Indeed. I have so much great respect for your leadership in actively addressing the most important issues that we face today, which is safeguarding the environment and specifically water quality, especially since we're surrounded on all sides by water and social justice, as well as supporting arts and culture as a foundation for a just and vital community here on the East End of Long Island. And I truly believe, and I think you do too, that when we work locally in this way, it builds the collective well-being in a reach far beyond our own area. There's no question that we, not only do we sort of hold the space uh, in this beautiful part of the world so that folks who are stressed and live in maybe more urban environments are able to come and enjoy our natural resources that we're constantly protecting and defending, but we also serve as a model to not only the region, but to the world in general. I'm one of two legislators on an 18 legislator body um, that represent the East End. My partner, Al Krupski, is on the North Fork. And we often are bringing to our Western colleagues ideas and initiatives that come directly from the folks out here who are so completely devoted to protecting and defending our natural resources and value them so much. So there's no question about it that it has a great deal of impact beyond our own specific borders. Yes, yeah, so, so true. And just so grateful for the work that you do and making those connections and acting as a model. That's a very important part of leadership. And so I'd like to ask you as a leader in our local community, but also in those interweaving communities that you touch with these policies uh, where are you choosing to focus your heart and your energy right now at this time? 
Can I first just say, I, you know, I do so many public interviews, but I love, Megan, that we are talking about where, where we're focusing our hearts, because as you know, it's a critically important thing for me and really what drives what I do and makes it satisfying and something that I want to, um, you know, invest in day after day. But every issue that my team and I are involved in is as important really as the next. I mean, whether it's um, legislation that expands our successful pilot out in Akabonic Harbor that is significantly reducing pesticide applications on the harbor, um, all the way to our transportation efforts where we continue to push for uh, public transportation um, and energy policy to encourage renewable energy and continue to find a way to fuel our economic well-being with as light a touch on our environment as possible. And at the same time, really cultivating um, the value of our natural resources. So these things come to my attention or we go out and find them, but there's an awful lot to do on the East End that, that supports those values. And so we try to attack each um, challenge with the same amount of energy and tap into folks who are in the community doing this work. And that's how we find direction in what we do. Yes, and it's so wonderful to connect that uh, taking care of the environment with the social structure of uh, our community because it's, it's such a, a deep issue, the environment, and it has been marginalized, but to, that you bring your understanding of the importance of it as the foundation uh, is just really, really a beautiful thing to be aware of. Well, thank you for recognizing that. I mean, it's clearly one of the great assets of our uh, region um, are our natural resources. And luckily for a, a person in leadership in the government here on the East End, it's not much of a heavy lift to protect the environment, to defend the environment, and to really put as much investment uh, in that as a, as an energy in that as a goal, because it is kind of the what fuels our economy, um, whether it's tourist dollars or marine um, resources or farming and agriculture. These are things that are critically important to our economy. And so it's not an either or here on the East End. It's really sort of all in to protect and defend the environment in order to make sure that we can continue to thrive as a community and as a culture. Well, bless you in that work. It takes a really big heart to even recognize that. So I want to honor that in you. And, and at the same time, I'd like to know what are the values that you work to nurture in yourself and in others while you're doing this work, what gives you that drive to continue to do this work? And what are the values beneath that that are generating that energy to keep doing this work and moving through the challenges? I love that you asked the question about what's generating the energy because I was just talking to Irene Donahue, who's my chief of staff, the other day about how we keep up our energy because we do have an awful lot of work to do and it can be draining. But one thing that we really find is that the energy generates itself 
when you are doing work that is satisfying and heart-driven, and most importantly, has those human connections that um, cultivate relationship, but that also uh, really cultivate heart-driven um, initiatives. So for instance, whether it's whether it's connecting with the individuals on my team, you know, with whom I work in like-minded efforts, or folks throughout the region who are already committed to so many of these things. Um, no matter where you do it, as long as you are really mindful of cultivating those human impacts, um, you gain energy from each other and you you feed off one another energetically so that as long as you're both, where, the folks that you're working with are all, um, as long as you honor in the folks that you're working with their efforts in that regard, it, it gives you energy to continue the work, even though it may be draining and difficult and long hours, you're still driven to do it if you are mindful of the human impacts and everyone on the team, everyone you're working with feels that level of satisfaction and feedback. And as you know, working in the natural environment, you know, tends to do that as it is. When we're, when we're working on the pesticide reduction project in Akabonic Harbor and fighting political fights to reduce, you know, some of the stakeholders' pushback, and then next season we see a pair of bald eagles who have nested on the harbor, you know, that the energetic impacts of that are incalculable. You are ready to go again, you know, and you'll work as hard as you need to because you want to see the red-winged blackbirds come back and the dragonflies come back. And as that starts to happen, you have more energy to do the work. And, and that happens with team members as well, so that everyone is, is building towards something that's healthier and, and in the end, better for the economy and the, and the character of our community. Well, the next time I see bald eagles and red-winged blackbirds, I'll send a little thank you out to all the work that you're all doing. And, you know, it's one of the um, interesting things that has come from COVID uh, was that last spring, the amount of birds and the bird song and the, the nesting that was just happening around our house, which is in a neighborhood with, you know, other houses, and uh, it was just so beautiful to see that. So to understand from that how important it is and how resilient nature is when we give it a chance to regenerate and stop the pesticide impact and all the other things. So this is one of those things that you can look to for that whole idea of how it impacts seven generations forward. And so I'm just really grateful to you. And we all are very grateful to you for what you do. And I look forward to our next conversation. We'll have you back again in May. And we'll have a longer conversation about these issues and all of the good things that you're doing. So I am so grateful to have you here today. And thank you so much. I'm honored, Megan. Wish you, I wish you all the best. Uh, in your podcast is a wonderful undertaking. And I look forward to listening while I'm cooking and doing everything else and, and being enlightened by you and all your guests in the future. So thanks a lot for including me on the launch.
Thank you so much. Spirit of Lee